time for Spooky, the Spooky Podcast. Chris L. Dillon and Shane K. Whitty. All right. So, we're, what, episode six now? Man, a month and a half. Jeez. This is longer than most relationships I've been in. Right? Yeah, I, there's like nothing in my life that I've done for this long. Boot camp for me. Yeah. That actually went longer, but, you know, <laughs> it's close. Right. High school. High school took a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. I took, like, extended breaks in high school. <laughs> like, I don't feel like going to class this week. <laughs> Whatever. Which is why I was such a, such a success in that in that field. So you get that full ride to Stanford. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my name is Chris L. Dillon. And I'm Shane K. Whitty. And you are listening again to Spooky. The Spooky Podcast. Holy shit, good for you. Oh man, I got it now. Man, I'm getting used to saying that. Oh yeah, nice. So yeah, um, this week we've got some things to talk about. It's some good stuff. How was your week, by the way? Pretty uneventful, actually. Sometimes that's a good week, though. It is. Is I've I don't know if I've mentioned it here on the podcast before, but we've discussed it. Is that I've like recently found a like a love for anime, which I've never had before. Like I used to loathe it. I mean, you know, when I was younger, you know, I watched like the older stuff, like uh, Fist of the North Star. Or like Ninja Scroll, or like Vampire Hunter Robotech. D. I don't know. I'm, I'm, no, that was nothing uh, I ever uh, really got into. That was a little Voltron. That's like that's like deep nerd shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I watched Voltron when I was a little uh, kid. Half the episode is just the, the, them with a screaming face. There's no animation going on except like the black lines going by their face to show that they're moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh <laughs> yeah, just like early days anime stuff when they were like when it wasn't like seasons of shows. You know, stuff that's, like, real hard to, like, just real impenetrable. We're like, oh, there's, like, 500 episodes. Where do I start? And, like, I don't even know how to get to the first episode. <laughs> now, like, when I was younger, it was, you go, you know, you, you rented, you went down to your local video shop, and you rented Fist in the North Star, which is a movie. And you're like, oh, that's fucking crazy. And that's it. And now you're bringing out some Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z toy. It's Krillin. All right. Hey, you always got to root for the bald-headed guy. He dies like 4,732 times out of 5,000 episodes. <laughs> That's the one I haven't gotten into yet, Dragon Ball Z. I don't know if I will. Because it's, here's the thing, is that I, for so many years, for so long, I've been like, I hate fucking anime. And I never, it was always sort of a nebulous thing. I could never really say what it was I hated about it. But I just knew I didn't like it. And then, uh, I probably mentioned this earlier, but I've recently started smoking quite a bit of marijuana. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't do it. I don't do it to get high. It's a nice bonus. But honestly, it's like, because I've got, like, just the most jacked up back on the planet. I've got scoliosis. I've got arthritis in my spine. And it's just... I'm, just my life is just awful as far as back things go. And so this is the first time 
in my life. He's totally wearing a Bob Marley T-shirt right now. Just so, and he's trying to sell you on this to everybody that's listening. Well, that's the thing. Is it's a fucking, it's a goddamn miracle, and I had no idea. Now I'm not out here saying that like you know pot's gonna cure cancer, or it's like, not save the world, or whatever. Oh, you know that's. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that it makes my back feel good, <laughs> and like that's. That's big. That's huge for me. I totally feel you. I'm like, this is the first time in my life that my back has a, is just not screaming at me 24 hours a day. I, I, you know, I don't wake and bake. I'm not like stoned all day. I'm not potted. And one thing, and another thing that I hate is I hate pot culture. Um, and I'm always gonna hate pot culture, right? People are just like just talk about weed all the time, wearing pot stuff. You know, I'm like, no, I just like. It helps me you, sleep. You're, you're saying you're, you're not going to turn into the Jon Stewart character in uh, Half-Baked? Nope. Yeah, but have you ever seen the 20? On oh, we. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck, I hate those people. <laughs> like I said, it makes my back not hurt, and it helps me sleep. Okay. <laughs> totally forgettable. And, uh, because of a friend suggested to me that one of the best things on the planet in his opinion, was getting a little baked before bed and watching an anime, which I resisted for a while. He kept telling me every time I'd see him, he's like, just try it, just try it. And so finally, I did. And then Oh, I was, wait, you were, being, you were being stubborn on watching something? Yes. And then ended up enjoying that? Yes. But there's... there's oh, you're going to get so much shit off air. <laughs> but there's caveats, all right? Like, it, it's it's also helped open up my understanding of why I didn't like anime before, and the things that I do like now. I don't. I'm not just like, if it's anime, put it in front of me. Not at all. Okay. Like, first of all, I'm not big into sci-fi. I'm not a big sci-fi person anyway. Um, which people will probably think is weird because yeah. how much I love Star Wars and Doctor Who. But like, <laughs> but other than that. For the most part, I'm not. I'm sorry. What's sci-fi. the tattoo you have on your arm? Which one? What is it of? Uh, oh, the TARDIS. Of a TARDIS. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I don't consider Doctor Who sci-fi. Like it has sci-fi elements. Okay, I'll take your word for it. But there's, you know, it's historical fiction, it's contemporary fiction, it's fantasy, it's all those things: action, drama. And then there's some sci-fi elements as well. Your, your hand is so far up your ass pulling <laughs> shit out right now. <laughs> but the whole thing is so like another thing people who know me know very well is that I am not a fan of Star Trek. I can't stand Star Trek. I don't care what form. First thing anybody ever says, oh, what about the original series? Fuck the original series. Okay. I don't like. <laughs> and that has to do with some childhood trauma. But. Like, I just find Star Trek to be a fucking snooze fest, all right? And I don't find it entertaining. I find the the characters completely unbelievable. And, like, it's just... You it, at least got to give Star Trek credit that it inspired so many people to get it into, involved in science. Like, yeah. actual scientists. Sure. Got to yeah. give it credit there. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I'll give it credit where credit is due. Me, personally... I can't fucking stand it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I'm totally with you on that. And I find most sci-fi, especially because Star Trek is so influential, that a lot of sci-fi pulls a lot from Star Trek. 
and they pull a lot of stuff that I don't like about Star Trek. I don't give a shit about like galactic political intrigue or like weird like just give me fucking lasers and like spaceships shit blowing up in space. You know. You want sci fi westerns. Yeah. Like I'm not into that. Like, like I've been slighted. High sci-fi, kind of sort of like high fantasy, like Lord of the Rings is high fantasy. Like Star yeah. Trek is like high sci-fi, and okay. I'm not. That's just not my jam. I'm not into that. Like I watch when I do watch sci-fi, I want to kind of turn off my brain a little bit. But so with anime, so like coming back to the anime thing, so I don't like sci-fi anime, and I don't want to see fucking tentacles. I don't give a fuck about robots. I don't like none of that stuff. So that cuts out a huge swath. <laughs> right and then there's uh, there's another like a subgenre of anime that is just like sort of this like slice of life kind of stuff where nothing awesome happens it's it's mainly like just kids in high school and they walk around and they have you know relationship problems i don't give a fuck about that either if i want to see that kind of stuff i'd watch the cw i don't watch <laughs> one tree hill <laughs> right yeah basically anime one tree hill so there's those not into it don't want to watch it. That's like genre stuff. So I like, I've discovered that I like sort of like dark fantasy kind of anime. Are like, you sure, dark fantasy? Are you sure you don't like tentacles? <laughs> no, see, like, it, and it, it, gets, it gets into a very, like, I don't know, uh, uh, it gets complicated because... Sure, there's like that sort of dark fantasy where there's tentacles and you're talking about like eldritch horrors, like H.P. Lovecraft kind of stuff. Not my thing. Oh, no, I was talking about tentacle porn. Oh, yeah, also not my thing. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, give, give a guy a gigantic sword and have him run around and cut people in half. And I'm good, man. Like, Look, animated Conan. Yeah, into it. Totally into it. And one of the things that I realized, and especially sort of bringing it out, with, uh, coupled with the, why I brought up the whole marijuana thing, is the main reason I've discovered myself why I've never really cared for anime, and it's that I'm not big on spoken exposition. Okay? <laughs> and, the, and anime in general is very much that. It's just like, they introduce a character, and you're like, here's this character, and he states who he is, where he comes from, why he's there, what he wants, what he's doing to get it, right? Just full-on exposition. The, I don't have a problem with that. My problem is is that they put him in another scene where he meets someone else and he re-explains everything to someone else. It's like somebody took a Shakespearean speech, gave it steroids, taught it kung fu, made it work out a lot, yeah. <laughs> and then gave it short-term memory loss. Yeah, so it's just repetitive, repetitive. And it's like... In the sense of, if this was a real-life situation, okay, you just met this person, so now you're going to tell them everything about yourself. Fine. Like, that doesn't really happen, really. But I'll give that a pass. But as far as, like, media goes, it's like, I'm the one watching this shit. You've already explained this. I don't need to hear it again. It's not for the benefit of the other character. They're not real. It's supposed to be for my benefit, but I already know this shit. Stop telling me. <laughs> right, and that's why I generally, like main point generally don't like anime. However, when I'm a little baked, you know, trying to get uh, get some sleep or whatever, and I'm watching it, and then so a character comes on, explains everything. I'm like, all right, I'm with you. All right, I like this character. And then 
by the time this next scene rolls around where they meet somebody else, I'm sitting there, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? What's happening? And then they explain it again. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Cool. Like, it completely works. When you're stoned. When I'm stoned, because I'm having a hard time keeping track anyway, so the fact that they keep re-explaining shit to me is very helpful. It's like those white noise things to help you sleep with, you know, like, the, just the sound of crashing waves. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, got it. Yeah. The problem with that is, is that I've also noticed, and I don't know if it's because of my very strict rules on what I want to watch... I don't know if this says anything about me in particular, but it seems like I'll I'll find something that I like, I start watching it, and I'm like, this is really interesting. And then at some point, it takes a weirdo fucking turn that skeezes me out. <laughs> so, like, for example, I know this is going long, but I'm going to talk anyway. Um, so I started watching this series called Berserk, which is exactly what I was talking about. It's about a dude, he's got a giant sword, and he knows how to whoop ass. And he t- takes this giant sword and he just cuts like people and demons and whatever just in half constantly. Cool action. I'm like, I'm down. I'm into it. Start watching it. And then, so I guess there's like three versions of it. There was like back in the 90s, there was a TV series, like an anime series. And I haven't seen that yet because I'm having to, trying to find a copy of it. But then a few years back, they made, they basically remade the series as a series of three movies. And those are all on Netflix. So I started watching them. And I'm like, it's on Netflix. There's got to be some kind of safety here that's not going to take too weird of a turn. So I started watching it. I'm really enjoying it. Watch movie one. This is great. Click on the second movie. Fucking awesome. They've got this action going on. And then movie three takes this weirdo fucking turn where initially it's like a, you know, it's dark fantasy. It's... Armies against armies. This guy's running around, cutting people down. There's like a band of rebels and all this kind of stuff. Totally into it. And then, right around the end of the second movie, into the third movie, it, go, it starts turning into this weirdo, like supernatural, uh, like demons and uh, like, uh, you know, evil gods and all this stuff, which I can get behind. But then it gets real rapey and just so dark that like, holy shit like just skis me out so bad but so by the end of the third movie i'm like what like and it doesn't even end it's like the last movie and it ends on this super dark note you can't, you're not feeling good about anything that's going on and like i don't know how to feel about it and then i started watching they, they made like so a couple few years later they made like a continuation series of that and that's like just that just took that tone from the last movie and then just ran with it. So that's just. Have you finished the new series? No. Well, maybe it ends on like a super happy note, like everybody gets a unicorn and a cupcake. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's I, how they rectify. <laughs> I very much doubt it. I very much doubt it. But I don't know. It's interesting. And so I've been just I've been sampling anime this week just to get back to what we were initially talking about. That's how my week was. And sampling different anime. There's certain things that I've found that are fucking great, like One Punch Man. Watch One Punch Man. It's great. It's on Netflix. Um, Berserk, don't... I mean, watch it, but if you have a sensitive constitution, don't Perhaps watch not. It. No. No. There is a lot of really dark shit and a lot of depiction. Very, very 
intense depictions of <laughs> sexual of violence. Uh, Holy shit. Last week we talked about uh, Requiem. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're talking about Berserk. Yeah. Dude. All right. So there's there's some movie advice for you folks. They're not pick me up movies. I like I don't consider it anime and most like hardcore anime fans don't consider it anime. I love Avatar the Last Airbender. That's like the the animated series. Not that shit M Night did. Right. That movie moved M Night straight to the top of my throat punch list. Yeah. I'll become one punch man on M Night <laughs> because of what he did to that movie. But I love it, and it's got anime qualities on it, but people are like, oh, it can't be anime, it's American-made. I'm like, well, yeah, but these people were influenced by anime. Okay, what happened to the global society, people? Anyhow, I just wanted to put that out. (laughs) Sure, yeah. Which I have yet, I mean, I know you've been probably for years now trying to get me to watch it, and I will one day, but I think you're aware of the fact that I probably won't until you start watching Doctor Who. You will leave with season one. Of the original series today, and I will start. What what season did you say I start at? Five on Doctor Who. Uh, no. Uh, no. Uh, no. Um, I, I I I always tell people if you're wanting to get into Doctor Who, um, the, the classic Doctor Who is pretty impenetrable to someone who is not into the series already. So don't even bother with classic Who. Just start with the. Um, it started in 2005. Generally, like, if you go online... I don't know, because I, I think Amazon is the only one that has it right now. It's That's for okay. streaming. That's okay. I got it. Um, and so it's it's Doctor Who 2005. That starts with... You're already at the 10th Doctor, or 9th Doctor. Like, Classic Who is Doctors 1 through 8. Yeah, but I like that weird-looking one with the long, curly hair and the scarf. Yeah, it's four. That's the fourth Doctor. <laughs> He's the one most people know because they're from like PBS. It's a, it, well, it's just, it's just iconic. Yeah. Know? Well, he played the Doctor more like longer than anybody else. I think. Like he was the Doctor for I think something like seven, seven or eight years. Somebody's probably gonna gonna, gonna get mad at me. Well, that last one you've posted clips on your Facebook page and stuff, or sent me clips from the last one, the older gentleman with yeah, twelve gray Peter hair. Capaldi. Yeah. Yeah. He was He's pretty great. Badass. He's great, and he's leaving his last episode. Yeah, you're not disappointed about who the new doctor is. You know, here's the thing, is that (laughs) I am so bummed out about Peter Capaldi leaving because he's so good, but I was open. There's a lot of controversy going on around with it now because the doctor that they they picked to be 13 is female, and so it's the first female doctor, Mm. and people are real upset about that because... I don't, I don't know why, exactly. Because they do. So I was always open to the idea, so I had, I didn't have a problem with that, and it just, and it helps that because I watch a lot of British television. That's my preferred TV. Yes, very much so. And so the actress they got, Jodie Whittaker, like I already had like a weird fan crush on, and then now they made her the Doctor. And so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm being kind of a creep about it. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> because she's no, not creepy. You're going to be spooky about it. It would be spooky about it. No, because she's actually a really good actress. She was really good on Broadchurch and stuff like that. And she's very attractive, let's just say that. So, you know, those are good qualities. Those are good qualities. She's talented. And she's pretty. And she's going to be the doctor 
who I already love. And so it'll be the first doctor that dudes, straight dudes, can have a crush on since David Tennant. (laughs) (coughs) You know, it's been a while. (laughs) Anyway, so I, I rambled on about that way too long. So how was your week, though? Oh, my week was almost uneventful. Yeah. But I uh, had an experience at work a few days ago. Was there an axe involved? <laughs> no, there no? was no axe involved this okay. time. Dude comes running in, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, oh, he's probably got to pee. Sure. It's a gas station. People run in all the time. Then he runs to like the back corner of the store. Uh-huh. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. And then one of... One of our regulars and his brother, who is also a regular, so I guess two of our regulars, comes in. Mm. And they're like, oh, you punk ass, you ran to where cameras are? And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, oh, fuck no, this is not happening in (laughs) here. Anyhow, to make a long story short, fucking carnage happens. Mm. Supposedly, the first dude that ran in threatened the other dude's brother with a gun at the park, which we affectionately refer to here in Albuquerque as Heroin Park. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And why do they, they call obviously, it that? Because there's heroin there? Oh, you know, yeah. no, like Wonder Woman and... Oh, no, no, wait. Not that kind of heroin. Um, yeah, no, the white horse. Yeah. yeah. Well, they obviously got, you know, a speedball because all three of them are amped up. Sure. And this park is only just like a block and a half, two blocks away yeah. from where you work. <laughs> well, I don't think the one that was doing the attacking was that. I, he was definitely drunk because, you know, like when you get that drunk where you're mad and you're like hunched over yeah you do and, you get kind and of you're feral. like drooling yeah <laughs> you're drooling on yourself a little bit absolutely destroys the story he's throwing freaking shelves all over the place i'm like fucking a there's the thing is i used to work there with you yeah and so i'm pretty familiar with places. and the thing is about that place is that it's real dense it's tiny it's like a the size of a two-car garage filled with weight too many uh, uh, items. Yeah. There's just snacks and gum and, and stupid just, toys. Yeah. And it's all like little stuff. And I saw the pictures. <laughs> they, they just, yeah. It looked like a hurricane at that place. Yeah. I got, I got, you know, people were messaging me like, did somebody run their car into the <laughs> store? We might as well have. So they get into, so they get into a brawl. <laughs> Well, then I get into a brawl. One's running, and the other one's chasing them. I'm standing in between them, and right, I can't put my hands on anybody. Sure. I get pushed a couple of times by the dude that's doing the attacking. I'm like, and he's the regular. I'm like, man, calm down, calm right. down. Because the funny thing is, is the night before he was there all. Oh. I was like, what's wrong? He's like, CYFD took my daughter. Tomorrow's her birthday. 
I'm not going to be able to see her. Right. I'm like, well, why did C CYFD take her? Well, <laughs> because I got in an altercation at the bus stop <laughs> with four other dudes. <laughs> okay. So anyway, they're chasing each other around. I'm like being pivot man, like trying to keep them apart. Right. He starts throwing over shelves and stuff. Meanwhile, the brother that was threatened is back there, and he's holding up his phone, and he's filming the whole thing, egging his brother on. Well, yeah, yeah, he ain't so fucking tough now, are you? I'm like, you're holding the fucking phone, recording this, <laughs> right. while your brother is your bulldog. <laughs> right. So, finally, I get enough space in between them after everything is fucked up. Hmm. Dude that came running in goes running out. Those two go running out. I'm just sitting there going, really? <laughs> I got, there's shit everywhere. <laughs> you know, we call the cops. And, but I, I've referred to it as the Battle of Frito-Lay. Yeah. Because so many chips <laughs> were demolished. <laughs> but that also brings me up to another thing. So, um... You know, I'm kind of overstepping, but I do have a little bit of an update for you. Okay. I know, I know last week that you said you were a little blue balled. Yeah. You're still going to be blue balled to okay. this. Right. But, so, here's Some new what information has come new, to light. Uh, new information I found in the rabbit hole, Alice. All right. From last, from last week's story about the battle. The battle of Dolce. So, right. So, last week I had the battle of Dolce and the Battle of Frito-Lay. <laughs> Please don't let me have any battles this week. All right, what you got? All right. I'm intrigued. So, this one, and for I'm not going to go too far in depth because we got to get to your stuff. Yep. So, if anybody wants to check this out, it's at reptoids.com. Reptoids.com. <laughs> yes. Well, make sure to send me that link, and I'll put it in the description. <laughs> Definitely. And then, uh, like, it's this whole thing. Well, let's bring everybody up to speed real quick. Okay, so what we talked about last week, Cliff's Notes, Dolce, New Mexico, supposedly there's an underground base where back in the 70s they housed uh, black ops dudes, engineers, scientists, and alien life. <laughs> and apparently there was a dust-up that caused them to have a battle. Well, I figured out why. Oh, okay. So that's all we knew at the end of last week, is that there was a <laughs> battle going on. We don't know anything about the aftermath. We don't really know anything about who we involved. Just, we had a body count, but the body count has changed. Oh, okay. The human body count. Anyhow. Human body count. So last week it was... It was 60. 60 humans. humans. And countless aliens. Countless aliens, two confirmed. Two confirmed, <laughs> but countless. Okay. All right, what do we got now? All what right. New evidence has come to light. <laughs> it mentioned that there was the seven-foot-tall, stinky... Right. Gray aliens. Right. But, uh, from this report, uh. <laughs> God, it's so hard to keep it together for this. 
the base was formed by a subterranean nuclear explosion to clear it all out. Oh, okay. That's all how right. they. That's that's the beginning. Yes. Of the, that's how they broke ground. That's how they broke ground. <laughs> they set off a nuke underground. Underground. Okay. To open up this intricate series of um, space and tunnels okay. and caves. All right. I'm no like engineer or construction guy or anything. I just don't think that would work. Well, you know. But I don't, you know, you know, like I said, I don't know. You don't know the truth. But fair enough. This All is right. the truth, right? But this base was a joint operation, not between the humans and the greys, mm -hmm. but the humans and the reptilian aliens. Is this a new? These aren't the seven foot stinky I, the, aliens. The, the, like reptilians, like there's like four, like people categorize aliens in four. There's the greys. Right. There's the Angelics, okay. there's the Giants, right? and there's uh, the Reptilians, right. also so like, known as the Demonics. Oh, okay. So, like, the angels are, like, free-floating balls of plasma, <laughs> cocoon. Okay. Um, Orbs? Yeah, okay. whatever. All right. So we got the Greys, your normal guys. The Greys are working for both us and the you know, they're like the employees. <laughs> We're for the reptilians. So like like George Bush, like Ted Cruz. Yeah, he's like, do this. <laughs> okay. So now we've added in a whole new... Yes, a whole new twist. All right. Anyhow, so... You got the humans, the reptilians, mm -hmm. and they're running the show here, man. Okay. They're in charge. And then... They put out an intergalactic help wanted poster or posting. Uh -huh. And the Greys came were like, hey, we need jobs. And like, okay. hey, all right, you guys are going to work in here. All right. And the Greys are all, cool. And the Greys start getting mad. See, in the Greys, they have mind control powers, <laughs> telekinesis. Okay. They right. can read your thoughts. They're. <laughs> the Greys are the Professor X of the alien world, I guess. Okay. Anyhow, so I just wanted to update you on the numbers, and I'm having so much fun with this that I'm probably going like, to address it in shorter segments from time to time. <laughs> just as new things come to light. Yeah. All I right. just wanted, you know, I just wanted to make sure that we never forget. Yeah. Why aren't people the, talking about this? The people, the people that died there. <laughs> So, I'm going to read this verbatim from the article that we'll post the link on later. Okay. No one is exactly sure how it started, but of course, last week, it was because Phil yeah. blasted two aliens, and then another alien blasted a Green Beret after blowing fingers off of right. Phil. So now we're just, we're just putting the pieces together. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big puzzle, man. It's a big out. All right, so that's how it starts. Oh, oh and the uh, the project when they blew up the nuclear bomb oh. underground to clean it, it was hidden under the name Operation Plowshare, and this specific part of, of, of it was called when, when they detonated. <laughs> oh, shit. 
the nuclear bomb was called gas buggy. <laughs> All right. I just I had to say it. Gas buggy. All right. All right. So now I'm reading this verbatim. All right. No one is exactly sure how it started, but we do know through Thomas's account that it involved base security forces. So he just combined special forces and green berets and is using the term security forces. Right. They were they were acting as security. Mm-hmm. Security force. All right. Armed with beam weapons. Beam weapons. Known as flash guns. Oh, shit. All right. So, I don't know if they were laser or plasma beams or maybe a combination of the two. <laughs> a machine gun toting U.S. military personnel and the gray alien species... Parentheses that were playing both sides against each other because you know, mind control, mind control. Yeah, they had that power. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when the smoke cleared, 68 humans had been killed. Okay, all right, hold on, it gets, it gets a little bit more interesting. All right, 22 were completely vaporized. <laughs> so if you're completely vaporized, shouldn't we subtract 22 from 68 and go, Whoa, 46? <laughs> yeah, okay. All but right. hold on, this is where the math gets really confusing, and you know, as great as both of us are at math, yeah, is I'm a I'm a world renowned mathologist. <laughs> 19 escaped via the tunnels. 19 what? I don't know. It doesn't specify. So it could have been any number of ali- or any of the aliens or humans or a combination. It could have been. It was like a mass exodus. All right. There was one reptilian alien named Moses that led them out through the tunnels. <laughs> Is that actually what that says? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Oh, okay. that's, no. That's, well, with this story, that's almost believable. That that's part <laughs> they, of the story. They should add to it. Yeah. That's a whole complete uh, layer to it. So, what I'm guessing is they're going with the human, right? Okay. So, 68 humans killed. Okay. 22 were completely vaporized. Right. 19 escaped via the tunnels. Seven were recaptured. Oh, shit. And 12 remain in hiding to this day. This day. So, that's where that ends. So, I guess there's tunnel people up there now. Oh, shit. <laughs> and we don't know what happened to the seven that were recaptured. The plot thickens. It's getting so deep, man. So deep. <laughs> what what new things will we uncover in the future? I don't know. This whole new dimensions you, to the you story. Get a shovel and a pickaxe going up the Dolce. We're gonna find those twelve people still hiding in the tunnel. I wanna find some alien skeletons. 
Maybe we'll find some crystal skulls, <laughs> which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. All right, so that's your that's your Dolce update. Holy shit! Who knew? Who knew it was? It had gotten as bad Man, as all that. The truth is out there. How are people not talking about this? I don't know. It's amazing. It's cover up. Cover up. Covering up everything. Speaking of cover-ups. What? Conspiracies. Huh? Weird shit. I don't know. I actually didn't even know about this until like a couple of weeks ago. But apparently there's an airport in Denver that was built in 1995. The Denver Airport. That's nowhere near Denver. (laughs) Yeah. And people postulate due to various things that there's some sort of conspiracy, some sort of weird goings-on with this airport. Okay? So let's look at, some, let's look at some, some facts, some figures, so we can kind of set the stage here. All right. All right. So the Denver International Airport, which opened on February 28th, 1995. So the first thing is people Wait, want to talk Wait, what was the date it opened? February 28th, 1995. Ooh. Man, I was 21. I still had hopes and dreams. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the airport had something to do. On my birthday. Thank you, Denver <laughs> International Airport. Here's the thing about this airport. All right. And I've spent a lot of time in the airports. Airports are airports. Big buildings, runways, mm-hmm. airplanes. People Overpriced food. Overpriced food. All this stuff. So when it opened on February 28th, 1995, that was 16 months behind schedule. It was supposed to open 16 months beforehand. Because it's huge, right? The airport is 35,000 acres. No, it's a big airport. That's a big-ass airport. That's, and it says here it's almost twice as large as the next biggest U.S. airport. Which I don't know what the next. It doesn't say here what the next big, biggest one. Well, you can do that when it spans the distance from Denver to Kansas. Yeah. When, he, when when they basically just build an airport on the part of Colorado that isn't populated. <laughs> Nobody's like, oh. Fuck. We just make all this a fucking airport. And it was two billion dollars over budget. What? Final cost of the Denver airport was four point eight billion dollars. Okay. That's a lot of fucking money. It is. And I've been to this airport. I've been on the inside, and I haven't really wandered around outside. It's been a long time since I've spent any significant time in Denver. Great place, if you're listening in Denver. It's a cool place. Um, so people, part where this conspiracy started is people are looking at this airport, which took 16 months longer than it should have, $2 billion more, and people are like, where did all this time and money go to? Because it's an airport. It's just an airport. Huh. Big. A couple of Kwanzaa huts, some asphalt. Yeah. So they start looking into some things. And some stuff seems a little off. Now, and uh, this picture I'll, I'll, I'll post up in the notes. Um, but they say that if you look at, we'll call this one Exhibit A this week that the formation of the runways resemble the shape of a swastika. Okay, and I can actually show you the picture here. I'm not getting it, honestly. Like, in a way, I guess, like if you really kind of 
squint uh, weird at it. I don't know. It, it just has runways going in different directions, which makes sense because planes fly in different directions. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it would be like a lopsided swastika. Yeah. I suppose. Ish. Okay. Now, officials at the airport have actually responded to this. And this is what they say. They say that the runways are designed that way so they can be used simultaneously no matter the weather condition, since none of the runways overlap. What? That sounds like efficiency. Right? Like some engineer went in like, and was like, yo, this is probably the best way to do this. Was it so an explosive can... engineer? <laughs> Maybe. It's shooting at aliens. What? So you have runways that you can sit, you have a, you have a central area where the terminal is, uh-huh. you have various gates and runways running off of it in all four directions. Right. Which so, makes sense because planes are going to fly out in all four directions and they're going to fly in in all four directions. Yeah. And those and then so they have the length of the runway for them to land or to take off and then those runways then turn so that they can go to the terminal and park, I guess. I don't know. I what don't they call know. It. So uh, people uh, can get uh, in the airplanes and off the airplanes. That sort of thing. Like it makes sense <laughs> that it would be designed that way. And it's not like it's an overt swastika. It just sort of has a resembling-ish sort of shape. So this where, But this is where people start. This is where the, the conspiracies begin. It's always something real benign like that. Okay? And actually, this, this representative that said that they're, you know, explained that using it simultaneously also said that they think, personally, that the shape looks like a pinwheel, which yeah. I can see myself actually that makes some sense um like i said exhibit a i'll post that picture but here's the other thing right so let's move into the next what? piece oh, of conspiracy man. what evidence all right so we got we got nazi airplanes flying out of denver airport okay next <laughs> so the next thing is the airport was dedicated on march 19th 1994 right which i'm guessing is the sort of like like when you dedicate a ship or something, and you like smash the okay. champagne ball mm-hmm. or something. Like, I dubbed thee the USS Denver Ribbon Airport. cutting something. Yeah, something like that. And so they have a big dedication stone, right? A dedication stone. Yes. In ancient times, you, you, you would do a dedication at groundbreaking, and you'd have the cornerstone. Yeah. And yeah, that sort of thing. Right. Okay. Now the thing about this dedication stone, which I'll put up, I'll, I'll put a picture of that up as well. We'll call this Exhibit B. Oh right? shit! So the two things on there is that there is a Masonic symbol on the dedication stone. Wait, there's a Mason symbol. Yeah. On a stone. Mm-hmm. Crazy, right? I mean. Why would anybody ever put a mason symbol on a stone? It's like, do masons, do they cut stones or something? Yeah, you know, I what? think they had something to do with stone cutting, stone working. Oh. Masons. Oh, that's right. No, I totally took carpentry masonry when I was in the army. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, yeah. Andy worked with stones and concrete and... So, yeah, so, yeah, there's no, there's absolutely no reason why a Masonic symbol would be on a stone. Oh, what is the Masonic symbol that's on a stone? It's, uh, 
the compass. Uh, it's you know it's the Masonic symbol with the compass and then the what oh like rules. the actual so like the actual Freemason symbol it's got the compass and then the yeah the here the actually, square the oh my god I wonder if they paid for the stone and maybe they had to throw their symbol on it's it it's entirely possible but probably not right <laughs> because we're talking about conspiracies <laughs> totally didn't happen <laughs> got delivered from God. <laughs> <laughs> So the Masonic symbol is one thing, right? We're bringing in secret societies. But it also says, under the symbol, that it's the New World Airport Commission. Uh-oh. And that's what's credited with helping fund and build the airport. The New World uh, yeah. Airport Commission. I mean, Uh-oh. You know what that means. Yeah. We're all going to use the same currency. <laughs> yep. We're getting into Ill- Illuminati shit here. Now, it's... The, the officials of the airport, their explanation for this... Let's see, let's see the veracity of this. It's actually <laughs> okay. how... It's not the New World Airport Commission, right? It's now how you say it. It's not saying New World Airport Commission. It's the New World Airport Commission. See what I'm saying? Oh, man. That's, the, what, that's what the airport people they're playing, are saying. They're playing semantics. They're playing semantics. Huh? It's not the New to World throw you off. Airport Commission. It's the New World Airport Commission. No, and this is this commission that was put together to get this airport built. They should have just gone with NWAC. <laughs> nice yeah that'd be good but as you know and then let's you know maybe maybe you don't know but so new world order is this idea perpetuated a lot by alex jones the idea is is that new world order is this small group of really powerful people that basically control everything in the entire world nations borders don't matter they are the ones I just want to know how they have time to run all the things. Right. Like, I have a hard time cooking dinner, cleaning the bathroom, making sure laundry's done. Yeah. Yeah. Like, damn. (laughs) But so that's what they're saying here. So we've got the Masons involved, which is another super secret, scary society, right? They run everything. We're talking Illuminati here. New World Order. I've always been terrified of Shriners. (laughs) I just want one of those little, little cars. cars. <laughs> little cars are dope. No, but here's the thing: is that you and I, we both have friends yes. and former friends that were that are and have been Masons. They're totally lying to us. They must be manipulating. They us. must be. They must be. But I'm going to say this right now: is that if that's the case, that, that if the Masons are running shit. And the people that I know that are Masons, like, they must be the greatest actors in the world. Like, they've got this conspiracy thing down. They're like, fuck you, Sir Lawrence Olivier. (laughs) Yeah, because the people that I know that are Masons, I love them. They're great people. Yes. But holy shit, they're not running the world. Definitely not. (laughs) But maybe they are. Oh, you know know what? The Denver Airport, they should advertise, right? And they, they should, and they should do like one of those really cheesy white people rap videos. 
like you used to be able to do at the mall. And they can go, and all your airports are just in, in whack. In, in whack. In, 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 in whack. Okay. All right, so the last part, the last part of this dedication stone, before we move on to the okay. other evidence. All right, we're going to do some, what I like to call conspiracy math. Okay. Okay. Because the other thing, the other part of the proof, the conspiracy theorists have pointed out that if you add up the numbers in the airport's dedication date, which we can remember now. 31994. Right. But here's part of the, here's part of the conspiracy math. Oh, leave, okay. off the, leave off March. <laughs> you got to leave off March. <laughs> oh, for the story. okay. Well, of course. <laughs> And actually, I'm still, I'm still trying to kind of figure out how this math works. So what they say is, if you add up the numbers in the airport's dedication date, if you leave off March... <laughs> okay, because who cares about March? Yeah. Fuck you, March. Had nothing to do with it. You get the number 33. Which, as we all know, is reportedly the highest level you can get as a Freemason. 33rd degree. Yeah, 33rd degree. Which I don't even know. What does that even mean? I don't know. I'm not a mason. I mean, it sure means you're at the highest it. degree of, you I know. Have a, I have a book on my shelf, like Freemasonry for Dummies. I could probably look this up. <laughs> but I've never even cracked that book. I should, probably should at this point. So let's look at this real quick. March 19th, 1994. How are they adding this together? We're leaving off March. Of course. So we have 191994. Are you adding in those numbers? Or are you leaving off the 19 as well in 1994? So 19, 10 plus 9. No, that's plus, right. 94 is 13. Yeah. 1, 9 is 10. So yeah, so you got to leave 20, off. No, that's 23. Oh, the other. So you don't leave off the 19. Uh, okay. So 10, 10 19, 13, 10. 23, and then 10. Oh, of course. Yeah. Whew. Whew. I had to carry the one on that one. Yeah. Shit. I had to really break out all my mathology skills. <laughs> so, conspiracy theorist calculator has got to be way more confusing than those ones you get when you start <laughs> algebra. <laughs> It'll be like suspend this number unless it works to get us to add up to the number that we're doing. <laughs> we're looking for. If you turn one three upside down. Right. And you mush it against another one, it makes an eight. Right, and then you take that eight, and then you pretend it's 12. It's like that fucking asshole, the Nostradamus expert that, like, changes his books every three years. Yeah. Well, didn't he come out, like, yesterday? And he said, oh, or one of, or one of them, because oh. supposedly the world's going to end on September 28th. Oh. Like we've only got like we've well, got less shit. we've got like less than a week and a half. All right, my daughter gets her sweet sixteen and then she dies. She's All right, done, gone. Sorry, honey. Sorry, dude. Sorry. You made honey. it to sixteen. Yeah. But the Freemasons in charge of the Illuminati that built the airport in Denver. Hey. Yeah. So if all that isn't proof enough for you, check this out. So we're talking four point something billion dollars that they spent. Where'd that money go? Certainly didn't go on that dedication stone. No, I mean I wouldn't pay an extra two billion dollars for that stone. 
<laughs> no, I mean, if that, one billion, maybe. Maybe. I mean, it looks nice. I mean, my cousin quarried it because <laughs> he was a mason. <laughs> but, so, where did that money go? Well, a former airport construction worker, I don't have a name. Oh, you don't? No. No. Oh, they had to be anonymous? Yeah. Well, I mean, what we're talking about. Well, hell, you don't want the people that are running the world coming after you. Exactly. He claimed (coughs) that the reason why the airport airport was so far behind schedule and it cost so much is because they built five, five multi-story buildings underneath the airport. Underground buildings, multi-story, five of them. Okay. And the same construction worker. No specific number, though. No specific. Just multi. Well, there's five buildings for sure. Okay. But they're multi. So I'm assuming that each one of the buildings has a different number of stories. Okay. That's why they're not. Are, I don't know. Is it countless stories? Countless <laughs> stories. Some say 60. <laughs> others say 68. Um, and then the rest, the other part of the money, because this same construction worker, this unnamed construction worker, as well as others, oh. also we don't have any other names, but supposedly okay. that there is a complex network of tunnels also beneath the airport. Now, these claims have led people to theorize that there may be anything from a vast network of underground New World Order command bunkers to post-apocalyptic fallout shelters for the global elite and maybe even a future FEMA concentration camps. All underground under the Denver Whoa. airport. <laughs> now here's the thing. Here's where the shills come in. Airport officials, people who work at the airport, what? say, yeah, they're, they're basically underground tunnels. Because it's a 35,000 acre uh, property and they have an underground light rail system to move around. What? That makes no sense. None. I've totally never been on that. None at all. <laughs> Get from one gate to the other. Fuck that. No. I'm walking. You could have taken a wrong turn, ended up in a FEMA concentration camp, maybe at NORAD. Who knows? Hey, all I'm saying is NORAD is right, you know, and if Dolce has underground rail lines and Denver has underground rail lines and NORAD is right in the middle, yeah. I'm just saying. There may be, there may be long-lasting repercussions from the Battle of Dolce that have been have fed into the construction of the Denver airport. So we're putting pieces together today. Oh, and don't forget, they also have a rail line that goes to Los Alamos. So I'm guessing that Los Alamos probably has a rail line that goes to NORAD and to DIA because you want to be efficient in your transportation. Yeah. Well, and you probably you need you need probably different systems too because you're not going to put, you know, with the tensions between humans and two different alien races. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be at least a little bit kind of is the human line, reptilian line, yeah. gray line? Yeah, it's not. It's not an issue of like, you know, speciesism. <laughs> it's you know just trying to keep tensions down. Yeah. You know, who knows? Who knows? But what we do know is they spend a whole shitload of money. 
so obviously. But if that's not even enough for you, I've got more. Now I'm going to read this verbatim because I just like the way it's worded because <laughs> it cracks me up. One of the most startling things in the Denver airport are the murals that line the walls on level five of the Jeppesen Terminal. Many think that the murals, painted by artist Leo Ten Tenguma, tell the story of apocalyptic bio-warfare destroying the world as we know it with the New World Order taking over in its place. Now, I'll post these pictures up as well of these Man, you've got all kinds of exhibits. Oh, we've, what, yeah. What's up? Because you got this is... You gotta Perry Mason. See. Yeah, well, you you got to kind of see so you can see the conspiracy at work. Now, you know, I'm looking at these... They just, they, I mean, honestly, and I'm looking at them on my phone, and I'll show them to you. You can look at them. They just, they look like murals of, like, different people just hanging out, breaking bread. I don't know, oh, like, yeah, but there's flames in the back. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. But, I don't know, they just look like fucking paintings to me. There's, like, what people paint. People doing stuff oh, in, in, in different see, environments. Here is where it gets concerning. Okay. Because one of them is called Children of the World Dream of Peace. Dude. World. World, man. New world? world. New world. Coincidence? New world peace? I think not. How? Well, well of course, after you get rid of all the refuse, <laughs> all the poor people. Now, according to the artist I'm, gonna, I'm air quoting that right now mm. artist which clearly is probably being mind controlled by the greys duh you know there's a puppet so it's called children of the world dream of peace that'll also be up here for you to look at and it's supposed to represent the desire to get rid of violence in society by getting rid of all the poor people and replacing them with aliens. I could see how you would get that you, by it a mural say of just a, just a huge, diverse group of people hanging out. <laughs> They're all running to the center of the mural to be vaporized. <laughs> so it says the art was chosen through a project selection panel made up of community members and artists. It was approved by several government committees and the then mayor of Denver before being installed in the airport. No. Government agencies, huh? Likely story. Mm-hmm. Now, so it kind of points out here a couple of things. There's, now it says this uh, on the painting there's a scary Nazi soldier. Um, it's, I guess I could see the, the Nazi tone of it, but it's not outright. It's a guy in a uniform with a gas mask and a captain's hat on with like a machine gun. And, I mean, he's clearly represented as evil, which I'm assuming is, like, trying to get no. rid of violence, get rid of this guy. Uh, be a commie, too. Could be. Yeah. We'll have that picture up as well. And then there's a quote from a child who died at Auschwitz on the painting. What? Which, I don't know how that can relate to getting rid of violence in society to an artist painting something scary because they were inspired by words of a child that died at auschwitz yeah i don't know like likely story all right so let's get to the final 
the nail in the coffin. Oh, man. Oh, what was the quote? Were you going to read the quote? Oh, hold on. I guess. Um, no, I'm not, because it doesn't have it. <laughs> it has, uh, the only picture they have of it is the name Hanus, Hanus Hockenberg. I don't know. 14 years old, died December 18th, 1943 in an Auschwitz concentration camp. That's all it says. I don't know what the actual quote is. Okay. But moving on. So if all that together, you're still like, mm, I don't know. Check this well, out. Well, we got a swastika from a right. uh, uh, shaped airport. Yeah. $2 billion over budget. Right. Confirmed underground tunnels. Confirmed underground tunnels. Where they go, what they do. A dedication stone. Dedication stone with secret society shit on it. That adds up to 33 if you leave out certain numbers. Yeah, if you do conspiracy math. And a Nazi painted on the wall because an artist was inspired by a girl who died yeah. at Auschwitz. Yeah. And, you know, it's a very ominous painting. I'll give it that. And you're like, oh, ooh. Yeah. I wouldn't want to see that. You know, art. Yeah. You know, mm. thought provoking. What? Is that what it means? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, some people say. I thought it was the rapid. Like I thought it was the Albuquerque Rapid Transit that has not been rapid at all in construction. No, no, it has not. No, so that that's not enough for you. Okay. To believe wholeheartedly, something fucking freaky is going on at the Denver airport. There's also a statue outside the airport, and it's titled of Hitler. No, no, it's titled Mustang. Okay. And it is of. A 32-foot-tall, 9,000-pound blue horse rearing up on its hind legs. Oh, man. It's really starting to come together right now. Yeah. And it has uh, red eyes. I don't know what they, what they used in the statue to make them red. But apparently, the sun hits it. So during the day, they glow red. And then at night... Other lights hit it, so they still glow red. They glow red. And so people in the area have taken to call Mustang, which is the name of the statue, they've started calling it Blucifer. (laughs) Because it's blue. And it has caused some people to speculate that the statue is meant to represent the fourth horseman of the apocalypse from the biblical book of Revelations. I don't remember one of the horsemen riding a blue horse. Well, and there's nobody riding this horse. It's just the horse. Well, then who gives a shit? If it's just a horse. Yeah, but, 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 Shane, <laughs> the fourth horseman specifically represents death. So. I'm pretty sure my Johnny Cash says that uh, he rode a, that death rode a pale horse. No, apparently it was blue with red eyes. Oh. 32 feet tall and 9,000 pounds. Now, here's the thing. Here's well, the I mean, if you're, if you're a horseman of the apocalypse, you're going to need a horse that size. Right. Especially if you're death. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, pestilence, what do they do? It just runs around all... <laughs> Does he use... Yeah. It's sure, Death's probably got it's pretty dope armor. Yeah. Really heavy. <laughs> I don't know. But here's the thing. Oh, uh-oh. All right? I'm going to read this also verbatim because I also like the way this is working. The creepiest part of Blucifer. Of Blucifer. Here's the creepiest part. Okay. Get ready. Get ready. Protect your buttholes. All right. This is creepy. I'm tightening it up right now this, so I don't poop my pants. <laughs> the statue's artist, Luis Jimenez, was actually killed by the statue. What? 
In 2006, before the statue had been completed. Did it come to life? I'm like, I'm like hoof him? No, it just fell over. Oh, okay. It fell on him. And sure, likely story. It just <laughs> fell. Oh, like gravity's a thing. Yeah. But it didn't crush him, even though it's 32 feet tall and 9,000 pounds. It just, it fell on his leg. And when that happened, it severed an artery in his leg and he bled out. The femoral artery. That is a pretty nasty one. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't want that one severed. No, no. It's not a good idea, for sure. <laughs> but that's the creepiest part, apparently, according to this. Gravity um, is creepy. Yeah. Spooky. Yeah. Who knew that a 32-foot-tall statue that weighs 9,000 pounds of a horse rearing up on its hind legs, which I'll also include a picture, it's weirdly proportioned... Who knew that it might fall over? Seems to me like Luis uh, Jimenez didn't get his geometry right on where to place <laughs> legs, and then gravity was like, "Fuck you, Luis! <laughs> You're gonna die. You want to complain about putting blood, sweat, and tears into your artwork? Here you go." So questions. I have, okay, and actually it's all encompass everything, not just Lucifer, everything. Now we're talking about secret societies. We've got Freemasons. We've got the New World Order. We've got Nazis. We've got Nazis, maybe communists. We've got demons. Like we've brought in celestial beings here. Let's so start with Lucifer. What made Lucifer fall? On the artist. Was it... Because that's the creepiest part, according to what I'm reading here. That's the creepiest bit that fell on him. <laughs> so I'm assuming that it was not an accident. Are we saying that the New World Order made this happen? They're the like, it's Freemasons? close enough. I got a nephew yeah. that can finish. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes me think of... I don't know. Are you familiar with uh, the, uh, the Brazen Bull? The no. story of the brazen bull. Um, is it the one on Wall Street or? No, 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 no. This is this is a, a story of back in like I think it was Roman times. It was one of the emperors. It wasn't Caligula or anything. Oh wait, like the one where they had the the emperor or whoever it was had a local artist guy create a, a bronze statue of a bull mm -hmm. that was hollowed out, yeah, and then it had the series of I tubes in it story. so that like they could shove somebody in it and then set a fire under it, so they basically mm -hmm. roast inside of it, and then their screams would follow the series of tubes and whatnot and come out the mouth, mm -hmm. and so it would sound like the bull is bellowing because it would kind of convert the sounds of the screams, no, and that was like the entertainment for the emperor when he was eating dinner. Well, I think that when you roast an artist, I think that's when you officially can call the artist an artiste. Right, right. Is after they're roasted. Right. And see, what I'm saying, and the reason why I'm saying Ooh, that, it reminds capers? me of, <laughs> is because according to the story, when the artist presented the brazen bowl to the emperor... The, to test it out, the emperor had the artist tossed into it, and then they roasted the artist in there. And then, so maybe that's something similar like that. Lucifer, they're like, oh, all right, well, it's pretty I much done. Mm. It's a, our, our, this work of evil that we've commissioned, let's put it to the test. And so they drop it on the artist. Is that what we're saying? Or are well, we saying, you can't commission a thing 
officially in a secret society without killing the person. Right. <laughs> that made it. No, so it, it might totally be that. makes sense. Or maybe it invoked some weird spirit demon or something. And yeah, the demons it, it totally it cannot be because there's like wild horses in the plains of Colorado. All over Colorado, there's mm. wild horses. What? And a... And a, a giant statue with a weird center of gravity. Yeah, I mean, what's the name of what's? The, I mean, I said this is what brought it all home is like because the statue's name is Mustang, right? Right. That's so my junior name. year, I went to high school in Manitou Springs, Colorado, uh-huh. and our mascot was in fact a Mustang. What? And then keep thinking, keep thinking here. The the NFL team in Denver are the Broncos. Which are also horses. Horses. Holy shit. We might be breaking this wide open. Maybe that's where the tunnels go. Maybe they go to the state. Well, hey, maybe we're going to have to find out. Because you know what? If you go to where the stadium is where the Broncos play, Uh the hotel that's right there is shaped literally like a giant penis. Oh, shit. A phallic symbol. Right. Which is extremely important in all kinds of, you know... Well, I mean, clearly that means that they're supporting... Because the New World Order, of course, would want to support the patriarchy. Of course. See? And they're all Broncos fans. That's why they have the... That's why they built the stadium next to the penis-shaped hotel next to it, because they got a hard-on for football. Yeah. All-American. Bringing the masses I'm going to be looking over my shoulder with the way we're we're blowing this up. Shit. Shit. So here's my next question. <laughs> <laughs> Why in the blue fuck, if you, were in a cons- if you had this conspiracy going on and you're part of like the Illuminati or whatever, why would you advertise this shit? Why would you put up murals? Why would you put up a giant statue? All... And make your shit, your runways look like a swastika to point these, you know, people who can tell the truth to the evidence. Some could go with hubris. Mm. I'm going to say magpie, just like, you know, the magpies of Magpie Mesa. <laughs> Demons wanted to know that, hey, shit's coming your way, sucker. Mm. I'm going to. Mess you up. And so, they're so... Oh, I guess the word we could use here is brazen. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, it's coming, sucker. So, with this, there's only two possibilities. Only. Only two possibilities. Okay. Either the New World Order, the Freemasons, and the dev- Devil... Devil? They've all colluded to do some shit at the Denver airport. <laughs> or, you know, it's just, it's really nothing. It's, and it's, they put up smart. <laughs> and they went over budget. And they built a lot of shit. Just but with all this proof, clearly. Clearly. There's a conspiracy. Well, Something's happening. you know, we can, you know, I mean, you know, we can call it, you know, staying with the, the, you know, horse theme. <laughs> Just call it what it is. Horse shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clean up your stalls, Denver. 
this is my pro- here's my problem with almost all of these uh, wonky-ass conspiracies, is that they show you all this quote-unquote evidence, and they force you to sort of draw your own conclusions because they don't have any conclusions of their own. Yeah. No. They're just like, look at all this stuff. What is? What do you think? Come on, open your eyes, sheeple. Yeah. And it's like, no, you tell me what it is you're thinking. Or to, uh, give me a give me an idea of where we're heading. Or if they do give you an idea of what they think. Yeah. With all this, um, I'm doing air quotes now. Evidence. Yeah. yeah. They never give a solution. No. Like their solution to everything is, it's happening. It's out there. Yeah. Open your eyes. <laughs> Sheeple. So that you know what's going on. That's all that's really important. Just be aware. <laughs> just be aware. We have no solutions for you yeah. whatsoever. Just, see, just like, so you know what's coming, I guess. I'm just saying, don't get too close to Blucifer. <laughs> Might fall over on you. Yeah, I would, you know, but that's, I think that's advice. Put on any giant thing that seems a little precarious anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, pictures of all this stuff, I'll put them up in the descriptions and on our social medias. And I'll be adding another picture. I'll be adding my exhibit B mm. of, because the schematics I found, and then I'll put post a link to the, the one I read from today uh-huh. for last week's episode. But I'll put it, because we were totally duped, right? right? Yeah. So the way we're looking at it, we're thinking it's a rectangle, but ah, there's right. an aerial view. Right. Well, it could be a rectangle if they blew it up with a nuclear Well, bomb no, of course not. I mean... <laughs> there's an aerial view and it totally does not remind me of the empire symbol from star wars not at all <laughs> all right we'll check that out in the addendum that we'll post up on our social media social media being right now we're only on the facebooks that's facebook.com slash the spooky podcast that's right because you know it's spooky Yep. We totally don't poke fun at anything. No, no, This is all serious. This is serious stuff. Open your eyes, sheeple. That's right. Or, I guess, ears. <laughs> so visit us there on Facebook, where you can send us messages, and we, you look at the pictures we post. Wherever and if you guys have ideas for shows, maybe you know something about a weird doll in freaking um, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Or yeah, something. <laughs> Whatever. If there's something you want to hear. Hit us up there again, facebook.com slash the spooky podcast. Wherever you're listening to Spooky On, please hit subscribe. I'm sure there's a subscribe, subscribe button somewhere. I don't know. You're the if technological. You, if you would one. hit that on iTunes or Podbean or Stitcher or whatever you're listening to us on. And uh, I, are those Disney princesses? Because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> But I think Stitcher, that didn't he hang out with Lilo? <laughs> <laughs> but I think that about wraps us up for this week, where we talked about the spooky Denver airport. I'm not sure what we're going to be talking about next week. Oh, uh, well, I'm sure we'll brain fart. I mean, um, we'll have a serious discussion about yeah, what about something what we should do about whatever. <laughs> but anyway, my name is Chris L. Dillon, and I'm Shane K. Whitty, and this is Spooky. The Spooky Podcast. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.